Welcome to Speak Life with pastors, elevate business leaders, entrepreneurs, and founders of Speak Life Worship Center in Oxford, North Carolina. Now, your host, Pastors Elvin. Well, 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 good morning, radio audience. I am Senior Pastor Elvin, and we are here with the Speak Life broadcast coming to you on the fine airways of WCBQ. We are so glad to be here with you on this morning. Oh, yes, and we're coming to you with some news notes on today. We will be talking about the Yard of the Month right here in Granville County mm-hmm. and North Carolina governor to aid Granville County as well as con games and scams. And as promised, yes, you're listening to the Speak Life broadcast and I'm Senior Pastor Elvin May from Speak Life Worship Center. As we were talking earlier, we're going to talk about the yard of the month. We Boy. need to get <laughs> on the ball if we're going to be uh, even considered for the Yacht of the Month. What a beautiful program. And that's why we say beautiful Oxford, North Carolina, people that care about their county. Well, as I promised, Oxford may get cleaning or clearing storm debris assistance. Governor Pat McCrory has requested a declaration to help Granville County in recoup being part of the cost of cleanup after this long winter. And the many storms that we've endured, especially the ones during May, March 6 and 7, brought down many trees, knocked down power lines. Uh, I tell you, it's been a horrendous winter, winter uh, season. North Carolina Emergency uh, Management and the Grant Federal excuse me, Emergency Management Agency determined Granville County needs debris removal from their personal and public property, and the requests have been submitted. And you know what? If indeed it's honored, it could help pay up to 75% of the cost. So we want to say uh, in advance, because we have faith that this will pass Governor Pat McCrory. And speaking of him, you know what? We had the opportunity to um, be in his presence this past February mm-hmm. when we were able to sing for um, the Black History Month, or I should say Martin Luther King celebration, where he was a keynote speaker yes. over in Raleigh. And what an opportunity that was. Con games and scam patrol. Well, one thing I will say to you, if someone is calling you and want, wanting you to make a quick right now decision, telling you to go to your ATM, telling you we're gonna, you won a uh, a million dollars, but we need you to send 500 to claim it. Mm-hmm. Any of those things oh, yeah. are yeah. definitely um, what the con artists do. Uh, coming door to door. Some of them are so bold, they come door to door. They do. And we just want you to know, yeah. coming from Speak Life Broadcast, I'm Pastor Elvin McShaw. We'll be right back. We are here with our topics for today. Thank you so much, by the way, for calling in. And thank you for the questions that you emailed to us um, at our email address. And today we want to spotlight one person. Who would you like to spotlight today? (laughs) You know what? Our question topics today are as follows. Why did God call David a man after his own heart? Mm. And how can I know God? is the other question. Also, what is the ministry of intercession? 
Wow. Those are the, the topics for today. And I'll start with topic number one. We'll do two topics and we'll have a come back with a song and then we'll do our final topic. The question, why did God call David a man after his own heart? Well, the scripture I'd like to share with you is Acts 13.22. And it says, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And that comes to you out of the NIV version. Amen. David, a man after God's own heart. And why did he, hallelujah, call, thank you, Jesus, David, a man after his own heart? You can also find that in 1 Samuel 13 and 14. Well, a man after mine own heart is what God said. A man who would not be rebellious and disobedient as Saul was, but a man that would do his or the will of God and keep his commandments. God pays attention, I want to tell you, to us or those who fulfill his will. So we ought to be careful how we handle God's business. When when we take care of God's business, I'm told and I found it to be true that God will take care of your business. When it came to God's to God, David was a humble, devoted man. Yes, a man after God's own heart. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear your heart speaking and you're accusing this man and said, "You know David had many faults and he did this and he did that and he was an adulteress and etc." But let me stop to tell you, man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. This is David's um uh, characteristics that he would obey the commands of God, that he maintained the worship of God. And that was one of the things that David, uh, that got God's attention. If you don't believe it, look in this book of Psalms and you will continue to read Psalm after Psalm after Psalm, how David praised and worshiped God. So the main thing that David, that got God's attention was his worship and his praise for God. Secondly, he opposed idolatry and sought to promote universal obedience to God among the people. Today, I will attempt to lift up this point, which is David maintained the worship of God. So my question to you is, what is your gauge, meaning your measurement, on your worship today? And I say to you that some of you are in the rear, as they say in child support, in arrears of your praise. Amen. Some of you have some back praises to give God and some back worship. Can I get an amen in this house? Amen. Amen. Some of you haven't thanked God and lifted up your holy hands in a while. So if I was to take out the Holy Ghost gauge and measure your worship and measure your praise, some of you would be hitting around a DRF in the hallelujah in classroom setting. 
David gave much of his attention to uh, divine order in God's worship, in God's temple, and even in the building of the temple. And you know what? I heard the word say, why do you lay in your seal houses where the house of God lies in waste? I tell you, David gave much attention to the things of God. And a newsflash to some of us, uh, hallelujah, we got to put God first and not last. Amen. Hallelujah. So David, I say again, was a man after God's own heart. I can't give it to you all today. Just a tidbit so that you would know how David got God's attention, how David became a man after God's own heart. And secondly, how can I know God? Amen. Somebody say, I want to know him. Yes, yes. How can I know God? Mm. Knowing God, the question, how can I know God? Well, the key thought is the difference. There is a difference between knowing God and knowing about him. Uh Uh-oh. Mm, Somebody said, I've been in church for 40 years. Somebody said, I've been in church for 20 years. But I say to you, do you know him? Mm. Or do you know about him? Mm -hmm. The key scripture I'd like to use is Philippians 3 and 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Amen. Somebody say, I want to know him. Uh-huh. My life and your life theme is should be to know God, to know him in the fullness of his power. And how can we know him without bowing in his presence? Well, I just want to stop by to tell you I have a thing about being in his presence. I have the audacity to audacity to believe that everything is made right in his presence because when he you get in his presence the word tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasures forevermore so to know him i gotta get in front of him amen if you have a a subject like algebra trigonometry and etc if you don't get in the book how Amen. How will you actually know it? If you don't put it in front of you, get your calculator, that expensive calculator, I might say, and get with your peers who study in it or get with a tutor or your teacher, your professor. How will you know? Well, I say to you, get the book, the book. I think our brother, what's that man on the commercial? He's um, Earl, James Earl Jones. Yeah. He said it the best, the book. The book. Get the book. That's right. Yes. The book. What am I talking about? The B-I-B-L-E, which we call what? Our basic instructions before leaving Earth, the Bible. Mm, Mm -hmm. Even the military have what they call basic instructions. That's right. And if you don't get your basic instructions and then learn your PM, which is called, that's military talk, preventive maintenance, how in the world are you going to know how to, when to, amen? Mm. So we have Mm. to get in his presence. And in his presence, everything, one more time, is made right. So I say to to you, I'm not going to go at great lengths, but you just need to know that God wants you to know him. Many of you had a girlfriend or boyfriend before in the past. And what did you do to get to know them? You hung around them. You got in their face. You giggled. You grinned. You uh, did little (laughs) things to get their attention. You made them happy. An apple for the teacher. uh, uh, Whatever. 
uh, honey bun, whatever it was, uh, soda pop, whatever it grape was, a uh, grape <laughs> knee high and, a, and some nap crackers, whatever it was, you did it to tantalize them, to tickle their fancy. But what do we do to God? We get with him and act like we don't know courtship. We act like we don't know intimacy. And then we start asking him for our list of things. God, I want this. And God, I want that. And he said, if you come to know me, you won't even have to ask me because Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first, it said, but, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So just a tidbit on today, just come on, let's get to know him and then he will supply our every need. He woke me up this morning. All right, we're going to, as promised, talk to you about the ministry of intercession. And someone had a question concerning what is the ministry of intercession? And I'll just give you just a tidbit on that. Um, We are to pray for one another. He prays best who loves best. How can I love you and don't pray for you, in other words? And our key scripture is Ezekiel 22:30. And I sought a man, I sought for a man among them that could make up the hedge and stand in the gap before the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. So God is calling for you, you and you, and us and me, every church, every pastor, to uh, have the ministry of intercession. And I thank the Lord. I thank the Father Jesus, amen, for who for who he is, who ever lives in us to make intercession for us. Now remember, Jesus came on the earth, bled and died, went back, ascended into heaven, sits on the right hand of the Father, and he is now our mediator between God and man. So guess what? He is our prime example of the ministry of intercession. If we look in um, Romans 8, it tells us that uh, the spirit uh, that we know not actually what we uh, should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself, talking about the spirit within us, the spirit that God left here on earth for us, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray. And all God is saying is come into my presence, kneel before me and just begin to let me pray through you. You know, I'm so glad that God said, even if you don't know how to pray, if you just come into my presence, if you just yield before me, I will teach you how to pray. Even if you can't say a word, Somebody told me I I got down to pray and I couldn't even say a word. And in our church, we have a song that says, if I couldn't say a word, I just wave my hand. And through waving of the hand, through praising God and interceding, up bubbles up Nabba, which we call prayer on his own accord. Praising uh, praises to God and that we would be able to intercede. Oh, God, it's not, it's not my brother or it is my brother. It is my sister. And sometimes it's me. But what I say to you, I say to everyone, we all need intercessors. I need you 
and you need me. Amen. God is looking for intercessors. We respond to the call of God. And I say to you, will you respond to the call of God and become an intercessor? We call upon you continually, Lord, uh, that you will stir up. Amen. Stir up. Stir us up. Amen. We pray, Lord, give us much grace and increase our faith level that we might believe and that we might receive. You have promised to give us the things that we desire when we pray effectual in faith without wavering. I heard the word say that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I just want to stop by just for a moment to share with you become an incessor because this world, your community, your family, your church, even yourself need intercessory prayer. Come pray with me and I'll pray with you. Oh, yes. And you know what? I'm praying for you. And we're just wanting you to come on out this morning at the 11 o'clock hour and hear the totality of the matter. We've just given you an appetizer, but we have food for the soul. You have been listening to the Speak Life broadcast, a little church doing big things in the community. God bless you. This has been Speak Life with pastors, Elvin, business leaders, and founders of Speak Life Worship Center in Oxford, North Carolina. If you have questions or comments, you can email them at pastorelvin at speaklifewc.com. That's Pastor E-L-V-I-N at speaklifewc.com. You can join us on Facebook at Speak Life Worship Center. Speak Life is a ministry outreach of Speak Life Worship Center a little church doing big things in the community.